craving some great 80s music. Play Virgin Radio 80s Plus. On DAB Digital Radio, on the app, on your smart speaker, and at virginradio80splus.co.uk. I got my mindset. Even if we're just dancing in the dark. Love Chris Evans. Woo! Love the 80s. Virgin Radio. 80s Plus. Welcome to the show. Vasos is here. Aloha. And Rachel's here. Greetings. And very soon, Sir Ian McKellen's going to be here. Tell me about Sir Ian, Vasos. Nailed on national treasure, possibly the shiniest of them all, acting royalty since the flipping 50s, <laughs> Gandalf in Lord of the Rings, Magneto in the X-Men, and Shakespeare, you name it. In fact, I'll name it. Richard II, Richard III, Richard I, watch out. McKellen's coming to get you. And Windsor, watch out, because McKellen's coming to get you with Roger Allen in a new play called Frank and Percy. Yeah, and Roger's going to be here with Sir Ian too. I think she should be Sir Roger as well. But anyhow, uh, that's not my gift to give. Sam Ryder's going to be playing live. He's going to be talking to us. Tell us about Sam, Rachel. Well, I'll take your Sir Ian McKellen and I'll raise you a Sam Ryder because this man is a source of absolute joy and sunshine like if you're all over social media then you've probably had Sam Ryder juice for quite a few years now but for a lot of us it was the Eurovision of last year that propelled Sam and his fabulous flowing locks into our lives he came second did the UK Pride he was back there last weekend on that stage in a sparkly jumpsuit he's released his single Mountain was out last week he's going to be here performing it today and if you're lucky enough to have tickets to a pub in the park you can see him live in Marlow tomorrow yeah, you've got the love is going to be his first cover. Cover of 2009's Florence and the Machine, of the 1986 single released by The Source featuring Candy Stanton. What a laugh. I mean, come on. That's a cover of a cover, is what he's saying. We've never had a cover of a cover before. Excellent. Excellent. All right, tell us about this extraordinary football match last night, Vassos. So this is the League One playoff semi-finals. Peterborough against Sheffield Wednesday. There are two legs. The first leg at Peterborough. Peterborough won 4-0, tie over. They're through to the final in Wembley. Oh, so we thought. Ahead of last night's second leg at Hillsborough. Rocking full house at, at Sheffield Wednesday. And that's a thing in itself because they're 4-0 down. They score early and something I'm watching on Sky Sports, the commentator, the commentator is sort of picking up a sort of vibe that could this possibly be on? 1-0 becomes 2-0 becomes 3-0. Peterborough still winning 4-3 on aggregate as we head into extra time, added time at the end of the match. First minute, second minute, the eighth minute of extra time, the very last kick of the match, Sheffield Wednesday equalised to win the first, the second leg 4-0 to equalise the tie. Cue Bedlam, cue half an hour of extra time at which Peterborough score again. So they're now 5-4 up. Sheffield Wednesday equalise again. 5-all, goes to penalties. Sheffield Wednesday go and do it. It's the greatest comeback in Football League history by far. I mean, no team's ever overturned more than a two-goal deficit before, let alone four. And how, by the way. And by the way, what's going on with Sheffield? Because Sheffield United have just got promoted to the Premier League, so they'll be in the top flight again next season. And then you look at what's happening this weekend, and in Sheffield City Centre, there's an open-air ABBA festival. Oh, my goodness me, Sheffield might explode. <laughs> what a game, though. What, yeah. was, what was the atmosphere like afterwards? Oh, I mean, it's just crazy. can you imagine, yeah. Oh, my goodness me. They'll wow. be talking 
talking about that for generations. Yeah, and also Sheffield Wednesday's star in one of the funniest moments in Ted Lasso, which is the greatest show TV has ever seen. Wait a second. You play Sheffield Wednesday? Saturday. Oh, we're playing Sheffield Saturday. Sheffield Wednesday, Saturday. We got playing twice in the same week? The club is called Sheffield Wednesday. We play them on Saturday. They're called Sheffield Wednesday because they used to only play on Wednesdays, but nowadays they play on whatever day of the week they feel like, including but not limited to Saturdays, which, again, is the day of the week we will be playing them. Yeah, and Sheffield Wednesday's latest amazing moment was Thursday. Yep. So Sheffield Thursday. Thursday. <laughs> <laughs> We're looking for loads of things this morning. We're looking for... Non-human shout-outs, non-sentient being shout-outs, because otherwise you'd just go for your dogs and your cats. I know you would, maybe the odd budgie. We've already had racing pigeons, to be honest. But look, big shout-out to Jersey Royal Potatoes. We've had them every day this week. I can't get enough of them. I like new potatoes anyway, but Jersey Royals, off the chain, off the charts. The season's far too short, but that just makes us want them even more. Jane says, Aussie Jane, who works on the show, big shout-out to Binoculars. <laughs> <laughs> Mira's non-human shout-out, non-sentient being shout-out. Mira says big shout-out to her lint roller. John's big shout-out, Salsa Verde. Can't get enough. <laughs> Jack, big shout-out to a sturdy mug. Will, shout-out to his mum's electric whisk. Big shout-out to that. Gareth, shout-out, a cheese plane. Oh, yes, a cheese plane. <gasps> Vassos is big shout-out to WD-40. Oh, I mean, it cleans, it lubricates. It, I used to have a, a, a Ford Capri, and in it, when it rained, it wouldn't start until you WD-40'd on the engine, and it was like a purring new car. Big shout-out to non-sentient beings. Rachel, big shout-out to scented candles. Particularly fig. All right, particularly fig. But you do say all the but scented I'll candles. <laughs> all right, so we're going to take that. Also, your emails of the year. Do you have a particular standout email of the year? Rachel has mine. <laughs> Hi, Chris. Circling back here, and apologies for the delay. I work with Alex, who's sadly been out sick, so I'm jumping in on her behalf. Get well soon, Alex. We're hosting a screening of the season three finale of Ted Lasso, followed by a panel with the cast. Jason loved being on your show and was so touched by your insightful questions. Would you want to join us in LA and moderate the panel? We'll happily provide travel and accommodation. I've included a link with a few more details. We know it's a long trip and on short notice, but we really appreciate your consideration. Let us know your thoughts. Is that, was that a hell yes? <laughs> it was a hell yeah. It's a week on Tuesday. LA, baby. I got a week off. It's on my second day of the week off. It's a yes. Can't believe it. <laughs> Sometimes. <laughs> Vassos, can you give us the biggest introduction ever, please? Our next guests are British acting royalty, equally at home in the thick of a Shakespearean tragedy and the midst of a big budget, big screen sci-fi fantasy. Together, they are Frank and Percy in Frank and Percy, a new play at the Theatre Royal Windsor from June. So please be upstanding, everyone, for Sir Ian McKellen and Roger Allen. (laughs) 
Good morning, gentlemen. Good morning, Sir Ian. Good morning. Uh, how are you, Chris? I'm very well. How are you? I love your hat. Thank you very much. Especially for radio. Yeah, it helps with the I hair know. or lack of it. Hi, Roger. Hi, Chris. Thanks both for coming here. Um, you only live around the corner. Did you hop and skip here today? Uh, yeah, not far, but it's, you know, very busy at this time of day, isn't yeah, it? Very Traffic, busy yes. this time of day. How long have you two known each other? Well, I think we met in the 80s in Royal Shakespeare Company land. Oh, yes, that would be right. Yeah. Yeah, we were never in the same company. I've always admired Roger from afar. Rather fancied him, actually. It's, <laughs> it's, it's, a, it's a dream come true to actually be working with him again. Feeling triggered now. So, um... But we really got together when we did pantomime at the, at the old Vic. Oh, he yes. was Abanaza and I was uh, his twanky. How much fun was that? Oh, all the fun. Well, I think it was more fun in the dressing room, which I, we I shared, than, than uh, on stage. The share a dressing room with Ian McKellen's twanky is just a huge, <laughs> huge honour. You know they have the Panto Awards. You won a Lifetime Achievement this year at the Panto Awards, didn't you? Uh, did I? Yes, I, yes, I did. Yes, well, that was for another pantomime. Uh, without, without Roger, that, that was John Bishop uh, replaced him. In my affections. Because um, the, the the Panto Awards, which are brilliant... Oh, yes. They're not called the Twankies. I just wish they were. <laughs> Don't you? I know, yeah, it'd be lovely. That'd be great, wouldn't it? Yeah. So you're together, you're in this new play, and it's called Frank and Percy. I presume Frank and Percy are the gentlemen's names, not the dog's Correct. names. But I the... don't know because we know very little about this because it's a brand-new play. I know. So it's difficult to talk about, otherwise, uh, if, if we told you the plot, there'd be no point in coming to see it, would it? No, I tell you the thing about the, the what was you... Do we? As opposed to the cat. What's unique about this play, from my point of view, is that I was sent it with no comment, just by, by a very good friend who's now going to direct it, Sean Mathias. I read, because it was from him, I immediately sat down and read it, and about three pages in, I started laughing, I mean, out loud, on my own. And then, very unusually, I started to read it out loud. And so now I was in the play... And I thought it was the, the most enjoyable uh, two hours I'd ever spent with, 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 the, with the new script. And I called up Sean. I said, is this play going to be done? He said, well, if you'd like to do it. That was it. And you had something similar, didn't you? Similar well, I did. Uh, Sean sent me the script and said that you were doing it. Ah, so uh, after about three pages, I thought, well, <laughs> this is great. I, 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 and it would also be an excuse to be in a room with I, Ian and Sean yeah. for quite a long time, which is, you know... But what it is nice very to... unusual to get a new script and say, I want to do that, I want to be yeah. part of this. It's, you usually have to be persuaded by something or other. Yeah, and I presume I don't know, because I've read as much as I can about the play, which isn't much at all, which is good, I suppose. Mm. Uh, it, I presume it's about it's about reflection, it's about um, sagacity, a bit of wisdom, a bit of wit, very pithy, uh, but it comes from a rather youthful mind, the mind of a 29-year-old, and he's putting words into these older gentlemen's mouths, mm. and you say you two say he's pretty much nailed it. How has he done that? I don't know. It's very, it's very convincing, and he's he's very talented. I think he's only had one big play done before. That was at the National Theatre. So uh, we're getting him at the start of his career out at, at the Theatre Royal in, uh, in Windsor. I don't know. He's a charming fellow. He comes to rehearsal. <laughs> he does what he's told. He does. Ooh, yes, know. yes. We should, say we, that we, doesn't work. He he changes it. We make little changes, and and he nods <laughs> away. He's smiling. Do right. you? Harold Pinter wasn't like that. No, he <laughs> no, not. But yeah, yeah. Um, Roger's right. I mean. I don't need to be paid to go and spend five hours a day in the company of 
two of my best friends. That is it's, so it's cool, just, isn't it? And also in Windsor, Theatre Royal Windsor, it's great, isn't it? It's lovely. So, uh, Roger, you are a fair whippersnapper at the age of just 69, aren't thank you? Thank you, thank you for uh, saying You're welcome. Um, who plays who? Who plays... I, I'm just going to guess. Ian, I'm gonna, I think you play Frank and I think, Roger, you play Percy, but no, I don't know. Do you know, you got absolutely wrong. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, uh, no, I'm, I play Percy. Percy is my age, yes. and uh, he's uh, he's still at it. He's still working. Can we he's, say how old you are? Is that okay with you? I'm 83, but I'll be 84 by the time the show opens. I, think, I thought you said by the time this show ends. No. <laughs> 84 any minute now. Uh, and by the uh, way, come on, how great is he? <laughs> Looks so uh, well. Then. Um, what have I got to say? I've forgotten nothing. You see, that happens at my age. I have no idea what I'm talking about. Yeah, no, you you play Percy. He's your age. Yes, that's right. Good. I, I'm, I'm, <laughs> what, I, I'm, I'm, an, I'm an academic and I write about climate change. Right. So I'm, uh, up to date. You Good. Know. Uh, but uh, I, I'm on my own. I live on my own. And I don't sh think I should tell you anymore because, you know, there are ins and outs and the relationship changes. It ebbs and flows. And uh, uh, I think we can safely say it's got a happy and All right, so yes. Frank, we can call you Frank now because you we know you're Frank, Frank, don't yeah. we? Um, yeah. Is it a two-hander all the way through? Anybody else on stage? Uh, no, Basically not, true. Not that I've noticed. <laughs> uh. <laughs> it's, it's, us, it's us and our dogs. There's nobody at rehearsal. <laughs> no, it's um, just us. So the, the dogs are real? <clears throat> in our imagination. Yes, oh, in our imagination. Interesting. The, the See, dogs it's already are clever, real. isn't it? Yeah. OK, do you have a dog? Uh, no, I've lived with dogs often, but at the moment, no, I'm, I'm not. What about you, Roger? Dogless. No, I don't have a dog. I'm Do a dog liker. Dog liker, but not dog lover. I quite like that as a, as a little nuance. Um, you're... I, I'm, the dog I have in, in, the, in, in the play, uh, Percy has a dog called um, Bruno. Nice. He's a three-year-old uh, Labrador. Right. And the day before we rehearsal, I came out of my house and there... Sitting outside my house was a, a Labrador. Mentally. And I said to its owner, how old? It said three. No. Yes. You're making it up. And then along came a Spaniel, <laughs> and they introduced themselves to each other and had a little run around. And... Uh, my Frank, dog is Frank, a Spaniel. No, I don't believe you, Ian. My dog I don't believe you. Toffee. You're pulling my chain. He's a Spaniel. No. So tell us about your dog, or Frank's my, dog. Uh, uh, Frank's dog, Toffee, is a Spaniel, and uh, he's... Over, she... Overweight, overweight. That, that's just simply not true. Yeah. Uh, seven years old. Yeah. And uh, Frank is a widower. His wife died four years ago, so he lives with his dog as well. So. You two are so assured, of course you are, because you've been doing what you're doing forever, and you're both so good at it. And you both Shakespeare'd off until, you know, there's no Shakespeare <laughs> left, to be honest. When you come up against a play like this... Um, do you, is there nerves? Is it, or is are you so at ease with this sort of, you know, vernacular? That I would only get nervous if I didn't think the other actor was up for it and uh, good enough. The joy about this is um, Roger is a superb uh, a, a comic actor when he wants to be. I no, mean, he's the best. I mean, the best false stuff I've ever seen. You're in my. You, you were in my funniest. The it, funniest thing I've ever seen in my life. Sick of it. Boeing, oh, Boeing. Boeing, Boeing. Boeing, oh. Boeing. I remember you coming to see that. It was the funniest. Yeah. I came about yeah. ten times. Did you <laughs> see it? Uh, yes, of course I did. I, I see everything Roger does. <laughs> In public or elsewhere. Uh, yes. But, uh, we, we, uh, you know, you've got to have... A, you, you've got to think funnily to do this play. Uh, not be funny, just... 
just feel funny, and uh, I, I, I laugh all the way through. Feel funny. So Tell us about that. Is, do you mean by that, Syrian? Do you mean you've got to feel funny and or just get to a point in life where you realise not everything's necessarily nonsense, but most of it isn't anywhere as near as important as we pretend it is? Oh, well, that's... My God, that's a good philosophy. But the thing about playing comedy is that you mustn't... Uh, uh, Go for us. No, you you go for the truth of the situation. It's it's up to the uh, uh, the audience to find you funny, and uh, I'm his audience at the moment, and uh, and he's mine. Yes. yes. So are there, well, I make you laugh sometimes. Yes, are there exchanges in the play where you know one may go off on a sort of sort of mini monologue for a while, while the other one sits there and enjoys that? That happens yeah. just once, yes. But no, on the whole, it's, it's banter. And is it is it is it all on the same bench or can you what can you tell us about the movement? Oh no, there's different locations. All oh, right, I see. Yeah. There's a kitchen. Uh, there a is restaurant. at one point a bed. Right. Is your is your mind racing now? I'm thinking about, um, but I don't know that to go to Morecambe <coughs> and Wise, Abbott Costello, Laurel yeah. and Hardy, or yeah. Ernie and Bert from the Muppets. You I'm going to go Ernie you, and Bert. You always saw them in bed. What Morecambe and Wise were always, often in bed together. Abbott, Abbott and Costello, Laurel yeah. and Hardy. Always yeah, in that's bed right. Together. Yes. It's, Yes, well, well, so I'm hoping for great things. <laughs> All a, of a sudden, it's a joy. It's a joy to be at rehearsal. If the if the audience enjoyed this play as much as I enjoyed reading it for the first time, well, we're quids. We'll in. be laughing. We will, yeah. be, <laughs> we'll laughing. be laughing. <laughs> That's what Bob Monkhouse said, wasn't it? Do you remember his <laughs> yes. famous quote? He said, uh, "When I told the kids in my class at school uh, that I wanted to be a comedian, they all started laughing. Well, they're not laughing anymore." <laughs> <laughs> It's so clever, so clever. So um, you were brought up in the war, weren't you, as a little boy? I was, yes. And uh, my mum, she was a bit. She she was born a few years before you, so she was a teenager when the war was on. So she knew what it was like for to <coughs> ah. to to be to to experience peace. And then she actually worked in a munitions factory oh. in the war as a teenager. She has extraordinary. She's no longer with us, but she she had extraordinary first-hand stories from the war. Mm. But of course, one of the things I read about you while preparing for the interview, Syrian, is the fact that your all your formative years were during conflict, and so therefore the extraordinary mm. thing for you was when peace broke out. What? Yes, I was lucky enough to live in in Wigan in, in the north of England, where we had very few bombs, only two during the war, and in fact we we had evacuees from uh, Middlesex staying with us. So I didn't realise that this wasn't normal to live with the total strangers who moved in for a year. Yeah. I rather took over. I slept under an Anderson shelter in, in the back room, uh, which was a, a, a metal table, basically. We had blackout material so that the enemy couldn't see our lights on. All this seemed very normal. The food, there was very little food, and what there was was rationed. So uh, peace for me was seeing the king and queen's face in fireworks. In Wigan Mains Park. Yeah. What an excitement that was. The arrival of the first banana, which was shared between four children. Wow. Uh, and uh, wow. eventually, sweets going off the ration. Uh, and you could buy any sweets you want instead of just Uncle Joe's mint balls. <laughs> and ever had those? No. We should, oh, we should, oh, they should come in a tin, not a jar. Yeah, that's right. They? they come in a tin. With Victory Vs uh, yes. as well. <laughs> Victory Vs, yes. <laughs> Which are a bit, little bit strong. Best sucked through a hanky, I find. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> they were right. So the the, um, the, the four uh, strongest sweets bang for your buck were, I think, Uncle Joe's Mint Balls, Victory Vs in a tin, mm -hmm. Fisherman's Friends oh, yes. and Imperial Imps. Really? Do you remember those little Imperial Imps? No. 
they were they were like in a small tin. They were the smallest no. things, but they oh, were like a, they were like the um, plutonium of the mint. Yes, they're too strong for me. I um, I I like to take half a fisherman's friend. Yes, and, and tuck him just in the corner of my mouth. <laughs> And often do a whole performance with with, with him no. sucking on a friend. Yes, yes, I do. Uh, I do. What do you um? What I, do you used, I, I used to tuck. I, I knew that was coming, by the way. Of course. <laughs> yes. Uh, sorry, no. You were going to say you were going to. No, no, no. I I used to do that as well until it started rotting my teeth. <laughs> yeah, uh, and uh, I had. I, what is it when they? Drill right down into the teeth. I had about four of those oh. in a row. Not and a root canal. And then root yes, canal. root canal. Four root canals. Oh my goodness, the yeah. thing is, if you're doing a if you're doing a play with a lot of words, which you have to speak loudly. Yes. With those doing Shakespeare yes. in a big theatre, to have a fisherman's friend just <laughs> lubricating you is is very very. Oh yeah. Helpful. What's the longest you've made a, a fisherman's friend last? Well, the Scottish play, uh, um, which we did for two hours, I, I, I used, uh, but that I think was often a meloid. Do you know what that is? Oh, no, yes, I don't. Meloid. I have no idea. Meloid. Yeah. Yes. What's well, a meloid? Li Licoricey ones. Yes, lovely. Yes. yes. Stain your teeth a bit. What's it like working with this chap, Rog? Well, it's adorable. <laughs> I mean, on the pantomime, we had a complete ball. I, I, I tell you, it's just a glory. And and of course, it, it being a pantomime, one we shared a dressing room, which was. Uh, which was absolutely great, except that all his outfits took up about nine tenths of the space in yeah, the dressing room. That's right. All the wigs, the makeup, the jewellery, yeah. and the stuff. Yeah. And yeah. I was sort of tucked in a corner yeah. uh, with my stuff. But uh, it was just glorious. I, I'd only ever done one pantomime before. And you remember, we used to sort of we used to do this rather wonderful curtain call. And it felt like the theatre was going to just collapse. The theatre was sort of shaking yes. with people. The response. Yeah, it was just the best, lovely, isn't it? lovely just the best. But the, th the thing about uh, I think about acting is work with people who you think are just a bit better than you are, <laughs> and they drag you up with them. Don't work with people who you think, oh, they're not very good. It's, it's all up during that. <laughs> <laughs> Honestly. <laughs> Look at him, he's adorable. He is adorable. But <laughs> yes, you are, though, Roger, you are adorable. Yes. Thank because you. I think one of the things is, we were talking yesterday about, about funerals and about the fact that um, somebody very wise said to me on Wednesday, they said, he's in his 70s, this guy, he said one of his pieces of advice for life is, before you get old or whatever that means, old or older, go to as many funerals as you can and listen to what, people have to say about the deceased and you will you will discern that it's very seldom about what they accomplished or about their so-called success but it, it's about what they were like mm. yeah. were they kind were they generous you know were they misunderstood were they at ease with themselves in the world etc 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 did they have a decent sense of humor well, they're talking about the the, the, the deceased they, as a friend they, and their character that's right you know yeah, yeah. and the thing about you roger is if you don't mind me saying i don't know you very well but you know i think we like we we ha we don't have to but we mostly really like people that make us laugh but we allow them to make us laugh first because we like them. Isn't it often the case that you really like your, your favourite comedians mm, and then yeah. you laugh at them? Do you know what I mean by mm, that? Yeah, yeah. Mm. Though Roger can be very serious and, and, and we do have chats about things that matter, 
as well as making each other laugh, don't we? Oh, yes. Yes, <laughs> ask an Ian. You two are hilarious. Don't need a script. Tom Courtney. How old well do you know Tom Courtney? Uh, not very well, no. OK, do you know not, Tom not, Courtney? Not well, no. So, so Tom Courtney says, he cites the fact that every time he embarks upon a new production or a new job, he, al he always tries to learn something because there's so much downtime. So, like, I think one year he learnt to knit, another oh, year right. he learnt to play the saxophone. But, of course, because you're pals and you're sharing a dressing room, there is as much downtime, isn't there, in a play like this as there is on sta <clears throat> stage time. So what do you get up to that you can tell us about together well, in your... There's not much. There's not much doubt. We're just on stage all the time. But what yes. about like matinees to to evening shows? Oh right. Like well, Roger. Roger will bring in something uh, uh, very tasty and, and beautifully cooked by himself to eat, probably cold. And if I'm lucky, I might get some scraps from that. <laughs> yeah. But uh, he, he he's a great eat meat eater, and, right. and I try to be a vegetarian, so there isn't a, an overlap there. But it's often about eating with Roger. Right. Mm. Uh, and um, Very important, he eats well I feel. and drinks occasionally. Ian will send one of his people out. Yes. <laughs> Does he ever send you out? <laughs> would you go? Of course. Of course you would. Yes. Why wouldn't you do that? It's Sir Ian McKellen. Um, so Frank and Percy, 9th of June to the 22nd of July. Tickets at theatreroyalwindsor.co.uk. That's tickets at theatreroyalwindsor.co.uk. It's a beautiful part of the world. These two are geniuses. This and place sounds amazing. And just before you finish, I should say we're also going to Bath. I wasn't going to For a couple finish. of weeks. Did you know that? Yeah, I was going to say that next. Tell us about it then. Well, you're starting in Windsor and then the production is moving moving to Bath. Is and it? who knows where, wherever after that? Well, we'll have to see what uh, if the great public. Uh, they like agree with love us. it. Who's not going to love this about the play? Well done. If they agree with us, the public. Well, that'll be the exciting thing to, to discover. See. Does that does that concern you? You what? Does that concern you? What? Whether the public will agree with you or not? Well, of course, but we only do plays to entertain people. Yeah. And um, I say, and you say too, Ronch, and I bet you do, Chris. The best thing about our job is working with people, yeah. working with friends, yeah. entertaining people. Yes. What? Isn't that lovely? So the biggest blessing that you could ever wish for, isn't yes, it? Yes, it is. It is. I think it's amazing. And here and I money. am. In the thick of it. <laughs> <laughs> and the freebies. We get sent loads of freebies to the show. It's ridiculous. We don't need them. We get sent all the freebies to the 17th. What floor. kind of thing? Lo lo loads of stuff. We get air fryers was the last lot oh, of stuff fantastic. we got. Yes. Uh, we got. We got. We had like we. We just kept getting sent loads of air fryers, and then last week somebody sent us like cases and cases of cider. Great, great! You sit on a bench. It's pretty good up it. here. You should stick around. <laughs> yes, I will. How's the pub? You've still got the pub. Yes, the pub's doing terribly well. The pub's uh, amazing. The pub's closing all over the place, but we've been there since fifteen thirty-four. Is so yours? Open. Is it right? Your pub is the oldest pub in London. Oh, that would be a nice claim, wouldn't it? I don't know, it's a bit, but there has been a pub on the site right on the banks of the river. Dickens used to go there. I know everyone says Dickens went to their pub, but he did go to ask because his uh, godfather lived just along the road. I can say the name because you don't mind, do you? The Grapes. The Bunch yes. of Grapes, yeah, yeah. No, 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 not the Bunch of Grapes, the Grapes. Well, we yes. used to call it the Bunch of Grapes because I used to live at number 24. 24 Narrow Street. You did not. I did. I lived there for ages. You didn't. I lived when at, I did, when I was there. I lived at 24 Narrow Street in 1992 to 1993, and I lived in the basement, and when the the um, the 
when the t- there was a high tide, the the river covered the windows. <laughs> Well, I, I, I've been there since 1980. I'm amazed. Yeah, so David Owen lived there, didn't he? Well, he's still there. David Lean. Uh, David Lean, So I was yes, next door but one to David Lean's house. Stephen, Stephen Burkhoff. Stephen Burkhoff was in the same number 24. I hope he doesn't live there still, because he's just given out his address. <laughs> well, when you set the trend, uh, yes, it's a lovely part of the it's world the to live, Docklands. Yes, it's the yes, best I love part. It. Yeah. Listen, it's great to see you both. Thanks for coming in. I really appreciate it. We have quite a theatre audience, so hopefully we'll put some bums on seats oh, for you. Oh, that would be nice. It's great. It'd be nice Listen, to see Then we can send you some gifts and freebies. And yeah, please do. And we can give them away to yeah. people at TalkSport. Get down, um, get down. Frank and Percy, 9th of June to the 22nd of July. That's where it starts in Windsor. And then it moves to Bath. It's only going to play beautiful places. It is, that's right. Unless yes. it needs to play other places. <laughs> then it will. Um, what are you doing for the weekend, you two? I should be learning my lines for Frank and Percy. OK, yeah, what so about you, Roger? That's, that's what I'll be doing okay, as well. You two yeah. swatting up. There aren't, yes. There, I mean, the th- yes, there aren't many times when... Oh, there aren't any times when we're not on stage speaking, so... Well, you've got, pl- you've got plenty learn. of time. Speaking or listening, Roger. OK, you've got two Sorry? months. You should be all right. <laughs> should be all right. Uh, great to see you both. Thank you so much Very for being nice here. Very nice to Round see you. Round of applause for Sir Ian McKay. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. And if you have a lot of mailing to do, Stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. It streamlines your processes to make your business more efficient, which makes you less busy. Mail checks, invoices, legal documents, and everything you need to keep your business running with Stamps.com. Seamlessly connect with every major marketplace and shopping cart. Schedule package pickups and see your cheapest and fastest shipping options from different carriers. With rates up to 89% off USPS and UPS rates. And with the Stamps.com mobile app. You can take care of mailing and shipping wherever you are. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Sign up with Code Program for a 4-week trial, plus free postage and a free digital scale. No long-term commitments or contracts. That's Stamps.com. Code Program. When you want your favourite 80s songs to lift your mood, play Virgin Radio 80s Plus. On DAB Digital Radio, on the app, on your smart speaker, and at virginradio80splus.co.uk. Love Chris Evans. Love the 80s. Virgin Radio. 80s Plus. That's ours. In years gone by, his name was more Euro Golf than Eurovision, but then he landed from Spaceman as his soaring vocals conquered continents. His new single, Mountain, is out now, but first, with his cover of You've Got the Love by Florence and the Machine, it's Sam Ryder! Sometimes I feel like throwing my hands up in the air. I know I can count on you. Hey! Jump on your mic. One more time, Sam Ryder! 
Thank you very much. Thank you very much. So, if Sam Smith's voice and Ed Sheeran's voice had a baby, it might be your voice. It might be. How good would that be? I mean, <laughs> seriously, you are. Or you—he's the best, isn't he? It doesn't get any better than Sam Ryder. <laughs> Not only musically, but also as a human being. People are texting the show and they're emailing the show and they're Instagramming the show saying, we just want to come and hug you. How much for a hug? Uh, would you do a hug festival where it's just three days of you stand there and people just queue up to hug you? Because <laughs> they just want to be near you in your presence, Sam. God bless. Um, to all the lovely, amazing listeners of this show, uh, just hello. Thanks for listening. And um, yeah, bless you. Appreciate Sam, you're that. the best. How good was Eurovision last weekend? Oh, it was bonkers. It was bonkers in, in the best possible way. Um, such an amazing experience just to be back in the midst of it and um, seeing all these amazing performers start their own journeys. And uh, I mean, who knows what's going to happen? You know, like no one knows beyond what the scoreboard says. That's one thing. But life weaves its magic post that show. No one knows what's going to happen to their songs or, or their careers or you know, their journeys. So, yeah. God, you, I God mean, you are order. a bit like a poster boy for Eurovision, which I'm sure you don't mind. So, Like the Michael Buble Eurovision. Just yeah, def defrost well, me every um, May. Who cares? You know what I mean? <laughs> I love it. But, but it, and it obviously had added fuel to what's already a quite a ferocious fire because last week's Eurovision was the most watched ever. Yeah. Ever. Um, the party was the best Eurovision party ever because it was a week-long. Liverpool mm. absolutely smashed it. They did. It Such was, a, they, they took on that responsibility oh. and they absolutely, they, they just, they fulfilled the, the, the dreams and desires of everyone that knew that that was a big burden to undertake and they just made it look fantastic. They brought everyone together in the best way, really lifted Ukraine and made them like, they put them on, on that stage. Yeah. You know? And you know that all the there were nine hosts for that show televisually. There were four main hosts, of course. Um, you know, and they were brilliant as well. It just worked. The stars really lined up for it. You know, and as you say, it's probably there's probably a lot of love and a lot of sort of compound um, sort of karmic cosmic uh, juice coming from Ukraine last year because it's still, you know, so much, so many things happening for the right reason around Eurovision. Um, the BBC did a brilliant job with the production what was it like in the room on the night organized because of the bbc <laughs> Good like, answer. last year in turin but there was such a it was a magic sort of chaos yeah. last year you know like kind of at the backstage and amateur dramatics it kind of felt like last year yeah, Everyone's yeah. Like, where's my high heel not my high heel i weren't wearing high heels well he I, says I'm, that. i'll be open to it but <laughs> <laughs> but this year was very much like everything was in its place and like it i mean we, you could see on yeah, the show yeah. everything ran perfectly um but they're both magic in their own way. I, I thought all the performances are brilliant. Again, I just from a TV point of view, it made me feel sick. I thought, how did they do this? There's so much that could go wrong every minute 40 of the show. 40-second changeovers for all that staging. It's amazing to see it. It's like the Thunderbird garage. Oh. Just stages wheeling in and out. Yeah. And, yeah. and, you know, all live shows, Anton Deck did we used to do it. You know, you go to a VT to give yourself a rest. That's what yeah. the viewers don't realise. And there are VTs in Eurovision, but they're not, like you say, they're 40 seconds long. So for me, the three standout performances of the night, and by the way, comparison can be the Thief of Joy. I don't mean to do that, but from mm -hmm. my point of view, Finland, yeah. um, Sweden, and your, your, your performance. Thank you so when much, When you mate. came on, you, I, I was, you know, we were the kids. We had a fire pit going on outside. We had the, the TV in the kitchen on. We had the TV in the living room on, but the TV in the kitchen is right next to where, so it's in and out. We were having beers yeah. outside and Diet Coke inside and all this kind of stuff. You came on, and 
our telly in the in the kitchen's quite small, and you just came. It was like you were in our kitchen. It's like you joined the party. Um, just tell us about. The, the new single you talked about, Mountain, it's mm-hmm. brilliant. I love it. Thank you so much. You know, man. and there was, I mean, talk about pressure, you know, to come up with something as good as what you did last year. It's as good, if not better. Tell us about the staging bit. Tell us about Roger Taylor on the drums. Tell us about the sort of, the, the sort of um, tribute to, to Phil Collins, you know. Yeah, yeah. I'm glad. I knew you'd get that. <laughs> tell, tell, us about, tell us about everything to do with the right, song. Right, let's start with the pressure. For me, that there was, it wasn't, it didn't exist because it, like, pressure's often intangible. It's directed at you from other sources, Got it. not yourself. So if I could switch off from those sources, it, there was no pressure. Or it was take the same that energy and convert it into something else, maybe. Exactly, exactly. So nerves became excitement. And um, and it was just a joy to share that moment in time. It was important to not come back and just, hey, this is my new single. The same way as like, yeah. this is my book, this is my DVD or anything like yeah. that. It was about creating a moment in time because last year I spent so much of... The, the sort of campaign leading up to Eurovision saying how it's this amazing, like unifying force brings people together in a world that tears us apart. So I had to put, and I wanted to put my money where my mouth was there uh, with this fantastic opportunity and the privilege and the honor to take to that stage again. It's about bringing people from all walks of life onto that stage, the biggest stage at the biggest party on the planet. Now, some of those people, um, they had been going through challenges in life, but it was about making their challenges, part of their story and identifying that, but not making that their one defining factor. Yeah, yeah. Just the same with all of us. We all have something, mountains in our lives that we're going to overcome, but they don't define us. Love it. You know, and um, it. that's what the song's about. Okay, tell us about the staging of it. Um, the staging, Last well, weekend. Roger Taylor uh, was involved. Uh, he came, played the drums, flew in from Mexico off his holiday wow. because he wanted to be in, like, big up Roger. He was so lovely he doesn't need to be doing nope. that he can be just putting his feet up they're touring later in the year i feel like i'm plugging queen here but by the way <laughs> and, i wish you were no singing problem. with queen imagine that yeah. <laughs> there, but, there was talk yeah. for a while but he came he came in and bless him it's just so lovely um did an amazing job we had obviously all, all the lights going on and um and just and talk about the, the staging really it's the arena and it's the energy around the globe for this thing like for me eurovision is so special because in a world of music and artists and performers being on stage and the energy being directed from us as fans one way mm. not to be reciprocated all the time mm. because that is the case often yeah. eurovision is cyclical opposite, it really it? is like a boomerang and everyone in that arena is cheering every single <sighs> from person. the from the get-go yeah it was, and I think that's it was crazy wasn't it it hit the ground at a million miles yeah. an hour and it didn't take a breath yeah. It was unbelievable. Never heard of this artist before. Don't know what they're singing Don't about. I'm loving the bitch. I'm in. <laughs> yeah, I want them to move in with us. Yeah, yeah. Might as well everybody else is this weekend. Uh, you know this lot staying at my house? Yeah, I might need a, a, a crash, actually. I'm well, playing the park tomorrow. Yeah, well, you know we're 100, <laughs> literally 100 yards away. Oh, amazing. You are more than welcome. Um, so Sam's welcome around the fire pit tomorrow night with his guitar, isn't he? Oh, we should do that. You can come and watch. You can actually burst into our kitchen like yeah, I yeah. thought you were. <laughs> oh, that'd be funny. Let's oh, do it. Oh, please, Sam, please, Sam. Please, I'll, I'll do it. Please, Sam. Oh, that's the best ever. How's your year been? Oh, man, just amazing. I'd love chatting to you. We got to see each other last year. It was very brief, wasn't it, in yeah, the yeah. whole lead-up? But it's just nice to... You've got fantastic energy, Chris. And I know the, the listeners of your show feel that. And, um, yeah, it's just good to be here. And thanks to the whole team at this station. We've been so excited. We took an advert out in the Sun newspaper yesterday, a, th- a third of a page ad, because you were coming on the show. It didn't oh, mention me. <laughs> 
I don't mind. Okay, I suppose. Uh, so, so uh, this summer, I know you're playing the festival this weekend. Yeah. Um, other festivals? Yeah, we've got uh, about 30 festivals this year. So it's, it's going to be busy. Um, uh, we're going to visit some pals in South Korea, hopefully later oh, in the year. South Korea's got it all going on. And they've been supporting, you know, since the days of uh, TikTok in the corner of my shed, singing my head off into my phone. So uh, about high time, I went and said thank you personally to those guys. And... Um, uh, all around Europe, um, who knows? There's a lot of things. Oh, Ted Lasso as well, which I, I love, and I'm not going to say any more about. I've got a Ted Lasso story. Yeah, T yeah. share me your Ted Lasso. So they story. invited me yesterday to go to. I'm the, I am. I'm not the. I'm going to say I'm the biggest Ted Lasso fan, but that's what everybody says. So it's yeah. like Taylor Swift. All right. Um, everybody's kids are Ted's number one fan. I'm the big. I'm the biggest Ted Lasso yeah. fan. It makes people better people. That show. Are you the biggest Ted Lasso fan? No, because I, I wouldn't disrespect you okay. on your own I show. So nice. <laughs> Stop being so nice for the sake of banter. But anyway, uh, no. So they invited me to go yesterday. I got this email saying, "Do I want to go out to LA a week on Tuesday to host the cast and crew screening of the last episode and then moderate a Q and A with them?" And so I said no. Yeah, yeah, of course. No, I said, yes! <laughs> yes! But you got something going on with them. No, I just heard that you were chatting right. about it and I wanted to steer the conversation to talk about it. <laughs> well, I met Hannah at the, at the oh, filming of Eurovision. I never met her. And we were chatting and she is fabulous. What a singer. And, and we were just chatting about the show and I just, I'm absolutely in love with it. Uh, has she invited you onto her Christmas special? Can't tell you. That's a yes. Where are the cameras at the moment? Because a no would be just no, wouldn't it? No, unfortunately not. La, 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 la. I'm Sam Ryder, don't lie. Um, so, you, you say, yeah. So that's, so, so, that's, so that's in two weeks' time. I know where you're all going to be. Um, what about stateside? Because, I mean, she, she has blown up, yeah. quite rightly, by the way. Oh, um, but, you know, it, it's funny because Ian McKenna was on the show earlier on. You know, and Ian, was, Ian acted in his first professional production. He's born 1939, so 4959. So he'd be early 50s, early 1950s, when he was his early 20s, when he took to the stage for the first time properly, I would imagine, getting paid for it. Um, but he didn't really sort of come to, you know, mega fame until the movies, really, I don't suppose. Um, and Hannah's been, it's not been dissimilar for Hannah. Yeah. You know, she's, she's well-respected, been around, she's won yeah. amazing theatre awards, but she has blown up. Bang. I just love it. The people that have that tenacity and that spirit that just refuses to give in. Yeah. And they carry on this journey. And I'm sure there's so many people listening to the show that are the same, whether they're writers or performers or, or, or anything. But you've got to have such admiration because the world will pepper you with failure. Yeah. If you, if you want to do something. Yeah. In that, in I, that. I think that's interesting. You know, you can be tenacious <clears throat> about it. You can describe it as tenacity. Or you can describe it with just loving the process. Mm -hmm. Because if you love what you do, you carry on doing it anyway, and it may be perceived as tenacity, but it's actually you just getting out of bed and doing what you love. Yeah. And yeah. again, that's very much your playbook, isn't it? Yeah. I think it feels yeah, like absolutely. it anyway. Yeah. Hopes and dreams for the future? Um, keep More seeking of the same? hope, keep keeping faith. <laughs> and mate. then whatever comes off Great. the back of that um, is a blessing, and I'll be great. All right. Well, it's joyous to have you here today. Thanks, uh, thanks to our, our... Can you give yourselves a round of applause? Yeah. Getting all that money to stay at our house and be... And this happened last night. They've been all this money to stay at our house for the weekend and be served beer by a four-year-old. I bet the breakfast is the wicked at your house. It. 
What's that? I bet the breakfast is wicked at your house. Yeah, it's pretty good. Um, <laughs> yeah, it'd be nice if they slept before it. <laughs> but anyhow, you're very welcome over the weekend. Mate, I'm gonna, I'm taking you up on that. All right, we'll by play the way, some acoustic guitar around the This is Milky on guitar, it's absolute Milky. legend. <laughs> this guy is the most phenomenal guitar player. Milky, can I ask you a question? Yeah, yeah. Full fat or semi-skimmed? Neither, to be honest. Neither. He's lactose intolerant. That's why he's called Milky. Okay, so <laughs> oat milky. Yes, oat milky. Oat milky. <laughs> Let's take it. Let's do it. Rice milky. You didn't think this was going to happen, did you, mate? <laughs> Listen, it's been a great Live week to be on the radio. <laughs> it's been a great week to be alive. Um, we had bank holiday, the first bank holiday in May. We had that. That was a great weekend. Then we had the coronation weekend. Then we had Eurovision. Next week, you've got a bank holiday weekend. This weekend, it's up to you guys. You've got to make your own fun. And remember, do not measure your weekend by somebody else's ruler. Have the best, best time. We're back again on Monday at half past six, maybe. <laughs> uh, we shall see what happens over the weekend. Uh, join us for the cricket match today in Marlow, if you like. It's uh, the Cinch charity cricket match. It's my all-stars against Tom Kerridge's foodies. Sammy's playing at the pub in the park tomorrow. Life is a wonderful thing. It's the best thing there is. Every day is a gift. That's why it's called a present. Sing us out, please, Sam. Let's go. When you need a fix of some great 80s music, check out Virgin Radio 80s Plus. On DAB Digital Radio, on the app, on your smart speaker, and at Virgin Radio 80s Plus.co.uk. The Chris Evans Breakfast Show and the best 80s music. Virgin Radio, 80s plus.